1: Welcome to Marriage Helper Live, uh, I'm Dr. Joe Beam. I don't know how it is where you live right now, but in Middle Tennessee where we are, the pollen is changing things dramatically around here. Therefore, I'm warning you in advance, During this program, you may find me coughing a little bit. I apologize for that, but uh, there's a lot of pollen around here and a lot of things like that going on. We are doing a live program, which means that you can call in and talk to me live, ask questions if you wish about anything to do with relationships. I would love to speak with you. Our telephone number is 657-383-0812. That's 657-383-0812. Now, when it answers, be sure to press the number 1, and that puts you in the queue so you can talk to a call screener, and then that finally gets you on the air with me. Now, we'd love to talk to you about anything to do with relationships. Most of the time, the questions that we get are questions about marriages, and quite often, marriages that are having some kind of difficulty or problem. We tend to specialize in that, you understand. But we would be glad to talk to you about any relationship situation that you have. Any of that you have, and if we can help you with parenting, if we can help you with how do you deal with your own kids, uh, how you deal with your own parents, how to deal with a brother or sister or friend, whatever, it's a relationship program, and we happy we were, we are happy to talk to you about any of those things if you will. Now uh, we have a call here, but in the note I've already see says it's a bad connection. Let's see if we can make this work. It's Elsie in Colorado. And let's see if we can possibly hear her in this bad connection. Hi, Elsie, can you hear me? Yes. Hi. Okay. Oh, it Hello. says Elsie. Is this not? L- yes. What is your name, please?
0: Uh, LC is just my initials. LC. Okay.
1: All right. Elsie, how may I help you today?
0: Hi. Um. My wife um, and I were missionaries on the field. Uh, mm-hmm. for 20 years and we built a very thriving spiritual community and mm-hmm. um, she left me for our children's music teacher three months ago mm-hmm. and um, since then we have moved back to Colorado Springs at the request mm-hmm. of my company but so mm-hmm. sh- my kids came with me but she has decided to stay mm-hmm. um, and and um, she vilifies me quite often when we're communicating and I have find myself defending myself. And mm-hmm. I know that that's one of the four, four, four horsemen. And mm-hmm. uh, another thing has happened is um, um, I don't know how to interact with her because uh, she doesn't really talk to me much. Uh, do mm-hmm. I initiate with her? And do I, yeah, you know, and just what boundary do I set? You know, just a lot of questions, mm-hmm. I right know, right? Okay, so, if so that's asking, where we're at. Mm-hmm. Where Where is she? What part, what part of the world is she in? She's in um, She's in China.
1: She's in China. Okay, and how old are your kids that came back with you, if I may ask? Ten,
0: thirteen, fifteen.
1: Okay, and she was happy for them to come back to the states with you.
0: No, no. She accuses me of stealing them away, uh, oh, even I though see. they went willingly, but she said I brainwashed them, yes.
1: I see. Okay. And I, the man, I man I that she's in, them, right. <clears throat> I see. And the man that she's involved with, he's in China. I assume that's correct, right?
0: Yes, he's a Chinese national. She, we okay. are all American citizens, so so is my mom.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And how long has she been involved with this fellow?
0: Uh, She left me three months ago. Uh, I Mm -hmm. think she fell into the physical adultery uh, in December. Uh, So that was four, four and a half months ago. Um, Okay. But I think they had an emotional connection before that.
1: I see. Um, Maybe for half a year. Yeah, that would not be unusual that the emotional connection comes first. Now, when she vilifies you, you said that you try to defend yourself. What do you hope to accomplish by defending yourself?
0: Um. I do want to maybe uh, set the truth set the truth straight with her.
2: Mm-hmm. Do I you think she's listening to I that? Really
0: hoping um, she probably doesn't. She probably doesn't okay. care.
1: Okay, yeah. so I understand that you want the truth to be presented, but if she's not listening to you, and therefore you're not accomplishing your goal, then. What are you accomplishing by arguing back with or defending yourself? Sometimes I feel better. (laughs) I don't know if that's (laughs) worth it. There's some value in feeling better. I do understand that. But it's not really going to accomplish anything when it comes to making things better with her. Now, you are having some contact with her because of the children. So how often are you guys communicating with each other? It depends. Um, Sometimes we go 10 days without speaking. I mean, just Mm -hmm. texting.
0: She really doesn't want to speak. Let's see. Uh, Well, is she
1: talking talking to the kids? She's Mm
0: -hmm. talking to the kids probably
1: every day through texting. Okay. All right. So I understand that this thing's still relatively new for you. And and how long have you been back in the States, if I may ask?
0: Uh, We've been back uh, for
1: uh, a month and a half. A month and a half. Okay. So we understand that she's vilifying you. Have you been watching any of the videos on our YouTube channel or on our website or anything like that? Yes, I'm,
0: I'm on the course. I just finished uh, week
1: two. Okay, so you're an online course. And so you understand that when people are in these kinds of situations that vilification often comes with this and, and that there are many different reasons for the vilification. Part of it is it helps a person's conscience, if you will. In other words, if I can point out the flaws in you and convince myself that you're this terrible person, then it begins to justify what I'm doing. And if you try to argue back with that, as you've already discovered, when you try to set the truth there, like, you know, I haven't done this or I'm not like that, then typically all it does is just convince them that much more because they wind up arguing their side. In other words, it's not like we're having a rational conversation where you say something and I go, oh, that makes sense. I see that. Actually, more of what's happening is that if you argue against her by trying to defend yourself, it just sets her more into being convinced that she's absolutely right and that she's trying to convince you. And so while I understand that it makes you feel better, in the long run, it's probably working against you. Can you see that? Yes. yes. Okay. And how are the kids doing?
0: Uh, they are hurting, but healing. They do miss mom, um, mm-hmm. and mom is coming to visit actually tomorrow. Good. And uh, she asked me actually to move out while she's there. We're we're in just a temporary housing, and the kids felt like it was worth agreeing to that just to get her out. So I have agreed. I didn't want to agree to it, but I'm going to but be staying at it. The, okay. the kids, well, the youngest really didn't want to. The youngest really mm-hmm. are, is very attached to catch me. So we'll see. I think they will probably try to defend me, try to get me back into the house, but I think I'll probably have to stay away for this time and just visit. And for the how long?
1: How long is that visit going to be? About Two and a half weeks. Okay. It is a long time to be away from the kids, but you said you will be seeing them every day? That's my plan. We didn't talk about all the details because
0: I didn't mm-hmm. want to argue with her
1: over well, text. I can understand that, but I think it makes sense that you do so to the kids as often as you can, particularly if she's going to be trying to vilify you to the kids. Now, I'm not saying that she will, but I'm saying it's kind of part of the course for people to do that. And so if she starts vilifying about you like you know saying terrible things about you to the kids it'll be a good thing if you're also seeing the kids so they can be reminded now this is dad that's a good guy and, and and we're with him uh i don't mean to sound i, I don't mean to put any alarms there but uh, do you have safeguards in place where that she cannot try to take them back out of the country without you realizing it yes yes i have all their good. passports good excellent um, and i,
0: mm-hmm. I have uh, I have done a lot of the wrong things you say done not to do. You know, poisoning the mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. crying, whining, and even yeah. lying and deceiving and she caught me in some lies and I just feel mm-hmm. so terrible. I've confessed to her since but she just don't does she doesn't trust me, she hates me and I just don't know. It was just like too poison. I mean, is there I mean, do I just stick with the course and still yes. just forget about all the things I've done wrong?
1: Yes, because you can't undo them. You've already said that you told her that you knew you did wrong. And that's that's all you should do. You see, if you start beating yourself up to your spouse, it just convinces them further that you really are a bad person. And that's why you don't beat yourself up. You admit what you've done, and, and then you tell them that you're sorry, but you don't go on and on about it because it actually plays into that mental scenario they've got going of justifying leaving you. So you've already done that. And so here's what I recommend that you do, my friend. LC. <sighs> Stay the course. What I'm saying is be kind, be understanding, be patient, those kinds of things. Um, Since then, I'm I'm assuming that that guy is not coming from China with her. Is that correct? No, no, he's a coward. He's not going to come. Yeah. Well, then you don't have to worry about that kind of thing happening while you're there. No, so it no, sounds like, yeah. it sounds like because of what you've lined up with the kids, you're going need to go ahead and fulfill that. I do recommend if at all possible, you see your kids regularly in that. Try to avoid any kind of arguments with her. If she starts to argue, you be the strong one, you be the calm one, because it takes two to actually argue. I mean, she can come at you, but if you stay strong and calm, well, I understand how you feel. And then just kind of What I call it, I call that defanging the other person. When you don't fight back, you kind of pull their fangs out because they can't battle with you. I'm so sorry for the pain that you're in, my friend, but you're just in week two of the course. Now, have you had a chance to look at any of the bonus videos that come with the course yet?
0: I looked at the uh, affair videos. I pretty much went through all of that. That was Okay. Yeah, I wanted to see those for
1: sure right away okay all right well make sure that as you go through the course you keep going over to the bonus videos page and go through those videos as well we're trying to add at least one a week over there my friend my heart is with you i hope that this thing turns out well but understand you're still relatively young into this and and it does take some time for these things to occur so if you can be as patient as you can and I'm so happy that you're taking care of those kids and that you're there for them. Congratulations on that. And I know it's tough to go what you're going through, but yeah. it sounds like you're doing the right things, my friend.
0: She's definitely okay. in limerence and I just don't know how long it's gonna last. She she you know, she calls them calls her they call each other soulmates and you know, she never yes. loved me and she didn't know yeah. me better and now she now right. she knows better now. So that's what she's been saying. And she's been a Christian all her life, so She's completely isolated right now. Nobody yeah. supports her, even her mom and brother. So, and yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't know how long she can stay in this limerence,
1: but she really hates me. Well, she hates you right now. It doesn't mean she's going to hate you forever. And and keep watching those videos. Keep doing what the court says. It sounds to me like you're doing the right things. I I know it hurts, but you're on the right path, my friend. If anything works, this will. Okay. Okay. Thank you. All right, LC. You take care, Doctor. <laughs> okay. okay, you're very welcome. Okay, my heart hurts for people in these situations, not just LC, but all kinds of people. And I see the calls are lining up—45 of them already. So I'm going to have to go a little faster here, if I may. And then we're going to James, who is in Europe. Hi, James. Can you hear me? Okay?
3: Yes. Hello. Can you hear me?
1: Yes, James. How may I help you today?
3: Okay, um, I'm. I'm uh, I hope I'm coming to the tail end of my, what I guess one calls a midlife crisis. And uh, so I don't know. I'm about forty nine, and oh, mm-hmm. the my marriage got boring and stale and sexless, and um, and of course then I fell madly in love with a younger woman who's very beautiful, mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. I, I was like I was a teenager again, yeah. and I, I was like – it was like – I mean, it was more powerful than any drug I can imagine, um, completely overpowering, and yeah. uh, so we I moved out uh, back in uh, April 2017 mm-hmm. and, and lived – and then moved in with my, my girlfriend until mm-hmm. December 2017 when I realized that I wanted to go back to my wife and children. And Mm -hmm. as soon as, and I went back on Christmas and then, and then, uh, within the months I had a bad attitude and I was completely unappreciative of my wife and children and, Mm -hmm. um, engaging in selfish behavior, drinking too much, Mm cheating with miscellaneous women. And Mm -hmm. then I realized I really loved my girlfriend and I made a mistake. And so then, um, in May, or sorry, in uh, in, in February, and January of 2019, I mm-hmm. moved out again to be with mm-hmm. my girlfriend, and she joined me. And it was so bad; I felt oh, she broke up with me. We we continued the text on WhatsApp, and she told me to, to stop bothering her, and she called the police. Mm-hmm. And I was devastated. I was completely mm-hmm. heartbroken. I had all the symptoms of a heartbreak. I couldn't eat. So I was shaking. I had so much cortisone in my system. Um, you know, I was just uh-huh. a nervous wreck. Uh, and then, and so I moved out with my wife because I was heartbroken. I was like, well, I've got to be honest with myself. And uh-huh. and, and I mean, I, I was, I've never been so shaken and devastated in all my life. And, yeah. and then she, my girlfriend moved back in with me and I was just like, it was like euphoria times a thousand. Uh-huh. And that was in January. And about over the past 2 weeks i feel like i've woken up from from this episode in my life and i'm like what the hell did i just do
1: and yeah.
3: and we just moved into a new apartment mm-hmm. and she's my girlfriend's madly in love with me and but i'm starting to realize cuz now my children and my wife are um, the anger has subsided, and so I'm talking to them again. and picking my children up for school. I, I work with my wife, actually. She's across the hall to mm-hmm. me in our office, and mm-hmm. we're very cordial, and I'm like, you know, okay, so she's getting older, I'm getting older, but mm-hmm. uh, we still have a, a young daughter that's eight and a son that's 15, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know, I, I just I, – I can't believe I'm just right. – Back I understand. Of with these wild emotions, and it's, it's, right. it's like it's worse than being a drug addict. I think.
1: <laughs> it, in a sense, in a sense, James, it is like being a drug addict. Uh, how did you find us? How are you familiar <laughs> with what we do?
3: Well, I was obsessing about how to fix my heartbreak um, mm-hmm. back in January, so I was watching all the mm-hmm. videos I could find on YouTube on getting over heartbreaks when my mm-hmm. girlfriend broke up with me, uh, mm-hmm. and I came across you. And to be honest. I, I listened to your, uh, to your spiel about you shouldn't go with your mistress, think, think it through, and I didn't like it, so I ignored it. And yeah. now that yeah. it's passed a couple of weeks, I remembered your video as being quite unique, and
1: so I looked you up today. Hmm. Okay, my friend. You know, I have been exactly where you are. I know what you're talking about, wow. and you're right. There, there is no drug that matches that sensation. Because what's happening is yeah. in your own head your actually your body does this when when you are with her And when you're having those kind of episodes your your brain actually is producing high levels of dopamine Which is an ecstatic drug yeah. and actually is a chemical cousin to cocaine And so this this yeah. drugs made in your own thing and the ecstasy the amazing sensations you feel It's like how can you describe it to anybody because it's like nobody could yeah. have ever felt this because it is so intense It is so amazing and so I have been Absolutely. there, I know exactly how that feels. Now, at the same time, when that happens, James, uh, another chemical in your brain called serotonin decreases, and it's a calming chemical. Uh, it's a bonding chemical as well. And so the description mm-hmm. you've gone through about how that you kind of came to your senses, if you'll let me use that phrase, you moved back with your family yeah. for a while, then you became irritable. Then, if I heard you correctly, you started sleeping with different women. Is that correct?
3: yes, I completely was unappreciative of my wife, uh, acting like mm-hmm. a horrible husband. Um, I've apologized to her for this already. I mean, it's easy to apologize, mm-hmm. but
1: you know, uh, but she, yeah. and,
3: but she, you know, she still thinks our marriage can work, I guess,
1: because she refuses to get a divorce. Well, actually, uh, but, if you yeah. wanted to, it can now, believe it or not. And, and I'm saying this for the sake of other people who are watching and listening when, when you are, can't be with that, uh, that lover, if you will, then it's not unusual for that person to wind up sleeping with a bunch of different people. And, and that actually, I mean, you're, you're describing almost a textbook case of what we call limerence It's a word L I M E R E N C E. And everything you're describing. I mean, if I were writing a textbook on it, actually, I am writing a book on it, but it's not a textbook. If I were writing a textbook on it, I would actually say, this is James. Let me tell you his story because you are, you are giving every point that we know about in the sciences that we study this. Now, here's the question. What do you want now, my friend? Mm-hmm.
3: <clears throat> well, I, I, I think, um, I I'm, I'm starting to realize I, I, I keep flip-flopping, but, uh, right now, uh, what I, was, uh, I think it would be great if I could go back to my wife and children and, Re, uh, rebuild the, the damage and repair the damage mm-hmm. and rebuild the trust and go on back to having a normal
1: relationship, which
3: we haven't had for so many years.
1: I understand. Now, James, that can be done. Now I'm looking at my notes up here on the screen and it says that you're in Europe. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Do you get back to the States much?
3: Um, sometimes in the summer I go to Florida Uh but uh it depends i'm right now i'm, I'm wondering to do about the finances cuz i just signed a 2 year lease on the apartment and hmm. I, so i've got to figure out how to what my finances are going to be but i i might be back in the states this summer okay
1: so you're a businessman is that correct
3: yeah i could say that
1: <laughs> in other words yes, if, yes, if am you're you, in,
3: in a liberal profession
1: <laughs> okay. Well, you'll figure out something to do about that apartment. Having been where you, have, where you are now, now for me, it was a long time ago, but I went through everything that you're describing. Mm-hmm. And I did get back together with my wife, Alice, and we, I had actually divorced Alice to be with the other woman. And um, so wow. Alice and I had to actually get married again. And we've been married mm-hmm. coming up on 32 years this summer. So here's what I can tell you from experience, my friend. I I relate to everything you felt. I understand all those emotions, the waffling, the vacillation that when you couldn't be with her, you wound up being with different women. I did every one of those things just as you did. But just as your wife, just as your wife is willing to forgive you and make it work, Alice was willing to forgive me and make it work. And I'm telling you because I think, well, you know that I know where you've been because I've been there. That putting it back together in the relationship we have now is absolutely wonderful. Alice is my best friend. Now, if you want that, you can have it, but there's a process that you need to go through to make that happen. In other words, just thinking, okay, we're going to make this work and doing it on your own. That's possible, but it's very difficult. That's why I would love to help you. That's why I was asking the States because if you and your bride uh, would be coming to the States for any reason, I would ask you to come to one of our three-day intensive workshops. And uh, I would make sure that I came to that workshop because I want to meet you. I think that, uh, at least in terms of experience, I'm just a few years ahead of you, okay? But I understand what Mm -hmm. you feel. This is fixable. You can be in love with your wife again you can have a deep, wonderful, abiding relationship that's good. Now, because I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie to you. The intensity of what you felt with the other woman, you would not even have felt it with her in another year or two that, that goes away. And I could tell you all about the research, but you know, we don't have time to explain all that, but those intense emotions you felt for her would eventually go away anyway. And, and, and unless Mm -hmm. you decide to go chase that high, like some kind of a crack addict or something, then that thing that's going to make you fulfilled, that's going to give you the life you want, is to be able to put things back together with your wife, your family, and your kids. And that is definitely doable. It is, James. It's definitely doable. We help people Mm -hmm. do it all the time. I mean, we work with this kind of situation every day. And we've helped thousands of people do this. And I'd love to help you if I could. Mm -hmm. That sounds
3: really good. Um, I don't really... Now that i the the intense relation the emotions have subsided mm-hmm. um and i it's I can almost describe it as uh this sort of cosmic organic uh hangover from the from the dopamine and all that i mean yeah uh, it's like i was it's like when you drink, when I drink too much I have a hangover the next day but when when I was in this mad love phase, it was like mm-hmm. It was like a drug that kept going and going and going, and I'm, I yeah. really don't miss it. It's not, no. it, it, I, you know. I
1: know. It, I understand.
3: It, I wasn't. I was. It was difficult to function.
1: Yes, absolutely. So, so no,
3: I don't want to go chasing that, frankly. And I, if, that, if I'm not in that level of intense emotional. Obsession, romantic love, or whatever you want
1: to call it, infatuation. I, I mean, I think I'm done. Well, I hope that you are. But remember, these things can have flashes. Even now, I oh, mean, you might no. go six weeks now. No, but, but, but they're flashes. They're not going to be forever. That's why I really want to help you with this because my heart's going out mm. to you, my friend. I mean, I, I feel like that we're blood brothers here, if you will. And that's why I really want to assist you in any way that I can. Uh, If you can't, Mm -hmm. if you can't get over here, you know, to come to one of our workshops, if you can't do that, at least contact us so that uh, I can follow through with you, my friend, because I relate to you and I want to, I really do.
3: Yeah. I, that's why I, I, I'm in my, the situation I'm in right now, the video you watched, Mm -hmm. which I really didn't enjoy uh, back in um, uh, December, uh, or in January, I didn't enjoy your video at all, but now I completely relate to it.
1: Yeah, I do understand that. I do. Well, if you will email us at office.manager at marriagehelperer.com. I realize that's really long, but office.manager at marriage helper that's our website marriage help er dot com. then i would love to send you some things my friend if you'll let me do that and if you email to office manager they'll get it to me and i'll make sure we send you back some stuff Would would you let me do that for you uh
3: office
1: office dot right office dot at marriage helper yep. that's all one word marriage help er marriage com. and and i'll make sure Got that's uh, our folks send you back some things okay excellent all right, James, my heart is with you. Hey, keep in touch. I want thank to hear you. how this turns out, okay? Excellent. Okay. okay. Thank you, Dr. All right. Thank you. thank you, James. Okay, you take care. And let's see if I can do this. You know, um, Jesse is our producer. He's here in the room with us. I'm going to look and say something to Jesse right now. You know, we had a lot of people react negatively to that video. You know, we had thousands and thousands that responded positively, but about, I think it was 1.8% of the people that responded were very negative about that video. But I'm wondering how many will turn out like James. Yeah,
2: they just haven't experienced it Haven't yet.
1: experienced it all yet. But at some point, they're going to go on and, and uh I'm not, I mean, I, th- I like James. I want to help James. Okay? All right. Okay. Uh, okay, we're going to go to uh, Monica in California. Hi, Monica. How can I help you today?
4: Yeah. Uh, hi, uh, Dr. Bean. How are you um, today,
1: Monica?
4: My, I'm doing okay. Thank you. Okay, my question is, uh, just some incident in short, my husband of 25 years left me in January. I asked mm-hmm. him for his reasons to leave, and he said I should have known, but he'll write an email. He did. He wrote some incidents from as back as five years, eight years, uh, mm-hmm. and, and how he felt uh, disrespected respected, manipulated, and lied to.
1: Hmm.
4: Um, and he said he's not looking for an apology because he has made up his mind. Um, hmm. My, When I'm looked, reading those incidents, me or the coach, um, I mean, the my intentions were far from what he's perceiving. Um, but he does not want to talk about them. He says there's no doubt in his thought process. Uh, and he's ready to bear the consequences if uh, mm-hmm. uh, if he's wrong. So mm-hmm. my counselor does tell, tell me to move on and to work on building a new relationship with him, but I really know, unless I address the incidents which he has in mind, which are so deep-rooted, he will not be able to see me in a different light.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
4: also, and then... Um, my counselor tells him that he's just—he's vilifying me, picking and choosing things from or from our marriage and vilifying me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he—and I don't. My counselor knows, but I don't bring up the stuff that my husband has done
0: mm-hmm.
4: uh, Good. to anyone who talks to him. Right. No one knows about his affairs or even another incident mm-hmm. that when he moved out, something happened right. and he mm-hmm. wrote me an email apology. Uh, mm-hmm. But he is moving forward with, he told me with for filing legal separation. Uh,
2: okay. So
4: my question, Dr. Beam is, mm-hmm. is I feel like I'm losing him with every day and he's definitely, he's not, he's totally closed his mind uh, thinking about his actions Um uh, Mm-hmm. Or, um, I mean, he's definitely uh, feels that he's happier. He's going out. He's joined sports league. He's going to concerts, which I'm mm-hmm. happy he's doing all that. But um, of course, that means he's completely closed off. Like he said, he's not going to think about right. or doubt his decision.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: The next so question is: Is right? intervention mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is intervention a good option? To bring him to talk, um, where he opens up where he sees how I respect his feelings, I really didn't know that's how he was feeling um, mm-hmm. for the things he's mentioned i or mm. just leave it as such and and uh, that's my question
1: Monica, interventions typically oh, pardon me. <laughs> uh, I've got, I've got all these allergies going over here. I'm so sorry, Monica, forgive me. Interventions mm-hmm. typically work when somebody is doing a particular action that is being destructive or harmful to themselves or to others. For example, intervention works well if somebody is is becoming drunk. Intervention works well if somebody is is gambling, that kind of thing. Interventions mm-hmm. to try to get somebody to talk to you. I don't know Mm -hmm. that that would be that effective because an intervention basically says this, you are doing something that has to stop. That's that's why we actually use the word intervention. We are intervening. We have to stop you from doing this particular action. And the interventions typically cannot be done by the spouse because uh, it needs to be done by other people who care, other people that he respects, other people that he Mm -hmm. thinks highly of, and people that can actually bring about negative consequences if he continues to do the behavior you're trying to intervene in. In other words, the behavior that you're trying to stop. And and if I heard you correctly, there's not anything mm-hmm. particular that he's doing. Like he's not gambling, he's not chasing another one, or is he? Did I just miss that?
4: True. So he's not okay. chasing another woman, but he is um, registering himself on sites to find a mate.
1: Okay. Well, unless there's some specific. Behavior that you would intervene against to stop the intervention probably would not work. Now, if you want to look into our intervention things, if you go to our website, Marriage Helper—that's Marriage Helper, MarriageHelper.com—and you can you can look for intervention, and there's a page on there. And there's two 45-minute audios that explain oh, yeah. how to do intervention, mm-hmm. and there's about a 35 or 40-page PDF that you can download. But in the situation that you're describing, I don't know that an intervention is going to help, my friend. The, the best so I that was I can think, do. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, please.
4: I was thinking, and I, I did look at the, both the audio files and the and the PDF. And okay. in my mind, uh, the way I was thinking it, if he is vilifying me, the intervention is where he he's vilifying me for these incidents mm-hmm. so the intervention will be if anybody who knows about I've, I've shown that email to three four counselors now they all say these are these are very I mean I, they have not seen anybody leave somebody for incidents like this but I'm I'm respecting his feelings if that's how he felt if uh, mm-hmm. I'm very willing not to, you know. I'm very willing to not to do certain things if he doesn't like them that way. So
1: right, but I, I still don't know is I'm... that
4: your wife is, yeah. Go
1: ahead, sorry. Who who would do the intervention?
4: So there is an. His cousin is talking to him, and there is another. There are two of his cousins who um, who are talking to him, and they tell hmm. me on and off that. He sometimes he does open up, and but sometimes he's very closed on talking to them. So, these well, I'm glad that he has people. family.
1: Good, good for the I'm yeah. glad he has yeah. cousins like that. That's wonderful. Now, if, if, if you think that they should look at the intervention material, then share that with the cousins. Mm-hmm. But I'm still Monica, not I don't know that this situation is one where an intervention is going to help but I'm really really happy that his cousins are talking to him about family and about putting this thing back together my heart breaks for you my friend because you love this man it's obvious that you do and and if and when he does have conversations with you by by any chance are you in our online course by any chance
4: not in an online course but I'm talking to a coach
1: Okay. Oh, you're dealing with one of our coaches. Okay. All right. Well, I would say just keep doing what you're doing. Be open and and, and be the safe place, those kinds of things. But Monica, I don't know that the intervention is going to help you here. But keep, keep working with the coach. Keep doing that. And uh, if your coach thinks that you need the online course, you let me know. Because if the coach thinks that the online course will help you, I will make it my gift to you to give you the online course. Okay?
4: Oh, my God. Oh would, thank you.
1: <laughs> it would be my gift yeah, to you. You just you tell your coach it's a it's a, a coach with a, a coach, one of our coaches, right? Marion helper coach?
4: Yes. Uh-huh.
1: Okay. You tell your coach that I said that and then your coach will make sure that you get it. How about that?
4: Okay. Thank you, Doctor okay. Dean. Thank you so much. Okay, that my was dear. my next question about the online course.
1: Well, it's my <laughs> gift to you. You just tell the coach and the coach will contact us and we'll get it for you, okay?
4: Okay. Thank you, Dr. Dean.
1: Thank you, Monica. Uh, My heart goes out to so many people in so much pain. And then we have Stephanie in Arizona. Hi, Stephanie. Can you hear me?
5: Yes. Hi. How are you?
1: I'm doing well, Stephanie. How are you today?
5: I'm doing okay. Um, I wanted to ask, um, so... 15 months ago, my husband um, started an affair after us being married for 28 years, um, mm-hmm. four adult kids. Um, mm-hmm. A year ago, we discovered it. And we actually, mm-hmm. uh, last June, went to your three day intensive.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: And um, nothing's changed. He's still in the affair, um, lives in an apartment, um, moved out. Um, and what I guess I want to know is my kids have all um, kind of confronted him at one point or the other and mm-hmm. just said, it's been over a year, you um, you need to make a decision and, you know, that kind of thing. And he told them that it's harder than they, than they know. Um, we had a birthday time last night with some of our kids and he, you know, great and friendly and we have fun. Um, And I guess my question is, I don't want to push him. I know about all the pies and smart contact, Mm -hmm. and that's what I've been doing. But um, Mm -hmm. I just feel like we haven't (gasps) talked in a long Mm -hmm. time. And I'm just wondering, would it be bad to share my heart, um, just, you know, the changes that I've made and just how we don't give up on our kids and we give them another chance and would, you know, like don't give up on us. And, you know, God put us together. He wants us together. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, guess I just don't know, you know, what right. to do, um, how mm-hmm. long to hang on. Obviously knowing what he's doing is very painful. Um, doesn't seem like there's an end here. Um, but I just, I'm not sure what to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Stephanie, how old are your kids?
5: Um, I have a 27-year-old down to a 19-year-old. So 27, 24, 21, and 19. They all okay. love their dad. He's been an amazing father. But, of course, this has just crushed right. our family.
1: Have they have the kids talked to him about this, about this situation?
5: Yeah, and they all told him that they want him to, you know, make it, you know, fix it with mm-hmm. mom, all of the above. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just... He won't. Um, We're both believers and Christians and everything we raised our kids. He's now doing the opposite. And um, it's just really Mm -hmm. hard. And I just want to share my heart with him, but I don't know if that's going to push him away. I don't want to, you know, force him like they think I should do. I am working with a coach um, with you guys and follow Mm -hmm. everything that you guys are suggesting. But I just, I don't know. just trying to figure it out.
1: I, I got you. Okay, so are you familiar when we talk about the valley, what we talk about, what we mean by the valley?
5: Yes, where he's kind of going back and forth.
1: Well, yeah, where he really doesn't have to make a decision one way or the other, you know, right. because of the valley. Okay, and so what I'm hearing you say, and tell me if I'm hearing it wrong, what I'm hearing you say is that the kids are basically saying it's time to uh, push him out of the valley. That's what I basically hear conceptually. Is that about correct? About right? Yes. Okay. Then that case, and see, we typically say, and of course, you know, it's always your decision, you know that. But what we suggest is that as long as there's some kind of progress being made, then letting the valley go on, if you can handle the pain, as long as there's some kind of progress being made, then sometimes there's an advantage to you to let the valley continue for a while. But a year is a pretty long period of time. And, and it sounds to me like you've gotten to the point where it's, Not just hurting anymore, but it's beginning to affect you in more ways than that and affecting your kids in more ways than that. You see, what we say is this, the time that you need to think about doing something about the valley is when physically, intellectually, emotionally, or spiritually, there starts to be actual damage done either to you or to him or to your kids. Now, physical, meaning such like it's beginning to affect your health. Intellectually, like it's, it's beginning to absorb your thinking. Emotionally, it's like it, you become pressed or you deal with high levels of anxiety. The, the emotions are hard to control. Spiritually, it's beginning to affect your relationship. You said you're a Christian, so with you be a relationship with God. Now, the kids are, if I'm hearing right, the kids are saying, okay, this has to change. It, it can't keep going like this. Do you think they're right, or do you want to wait it out a while longer?
5: I think they're right as far as, like, they just say, Mom, it's not fair, you
1: know, um, and mm-hmm. I
5: agree with him. It's not fair, but I just, I don't want to, I don't want to divorce. I still love him with all my heart, and I I don't, I'm afraid that if I force him to make this decision, then I'm going to end up, having to walk through a divorce and I don't want to but um, Mm -hmm. it's really it's hurting them and it's hurting me and it is going on too long and I do think he doesn't feel like he has to make any decision he's got a an apartment that the lease is up in July so he's going to have to do something you know in July make some kind of a decision but he's just kind of having it all right now in my opinion he gets the kids and he can have her and is friendly to me when he sees me. So, I'm, I, so I do feel like something needs to happen, but I just, I don't want to, I don't want a divorce.
1: Oh, I don't blame you one bit. I do understand that, Stephanie. Divorce can be a painful thing, but understand, well, divorce is always a painful thing, but understand that divorce does not necessarily mean the end. Now, if, if you decided to do this, this is how I would suggest that you do it. I would suggest that you call him and say, I really want to meet with you, just the two of us, where I can share my heart with you about some things. Would you be willing to do that? If you made a call like that, say, I'm asking you to do this for me, how do you think he would respond? Um, I, think he
5: would, I think he would meet me. Um, yeah, I think he would meet me.
1: Okay. And I know he doesn't like
5: talking about it though.
1: Right. I do understand that. But what I heard you say is you want a chance to tell him how you feel. That's what I heard you say. Is that not correct? Right. Okay. Now if that's what you want, then then I would suggest that's the way you do it if you decide to do it. Is to say, I want a meeting with you and it's just the two of us and I want to share my heart with you. Will you let me do that? And if he agrees then you sit there and that's what you do. Now, if you do that, Stephanie, you need to prepare yourself in advance that he may not respond in a way that you hope he does. He may respond in many different kinds of ways. He may just sit there stoically and respond, not at all. He may actually say something like, well, thanks for telling me what you feel, and he gets up and walks away. I mean, there's a ton of different ways he might respond. But if you do that thinking that on the spot, he's going to look at you and go, I'm so sorry I'm hurting you. I love you. Let's make this work you realize that that's not likely to occur with this one meeting or have you accepted that?
5: Yeah, no, I know that.
1: Okay. But, but would you feel better if you had a chance to support your heart to him? Would that, would that do something positive for you?
5: I think so. But yeah. then, you know, talking to my coach, I I also understand how just, no, you know, not talking to him and just letting him walk through this. I see the positive of that too, but I just, I just don't know how long this is going to go on and I'm trying to be strong, but I just, I also hurt because of what my kids are going through.
1: And, you know, we're just, we just want an answer. And that's really important. I don't, I don't know who your coach is and I'm certainly not trying to contraindicate or contravene what your coach has said. That's not what I do. But it sounds to me, Stephanie, like that you really, really want to do this. You have some fear without doubt, but that you really want to do this for the sake of the kids and for the sake of sharing your heart. And and if that's the case, maybe you need to ask yourself like this question, will I have peace until I do it? And if your answer is no, I'm not going to have peace until I do it, then that might be the indication you need to go ahead and make it happen. And if something negative occurs, and and that might not happen either, but if something negative occurs, realize that movement in any direction sometimes can be progress even when it appears the person's moving away from you because these things have a shelf life at some point this thing without a woman is not going to be as strong as it is now and it's your decision I cannot tell you what to do but it sure sounds to me that what you're telling me is that you're not going to have peace until you do is is that what you're really saying
5: yeah like um last night um, I sent him a text message because of my emotions got crazy after just seeing him. And I just mm-hmm. said, do you want to save our marriage? And and he, um, he did not respond to that so that,
2: mm-hmm.
5: you know, and I, I didn't know that he would. And, but, um, so then that makes me nervous to want to talk, you know, like ask him to talk. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I just, I just wish this would be over or, you know, give me some positive right comment that you know feeling that this is gonna we're gonna be okay or you know something like that and i so i don't know what to do i really don't i am torn
1: i know you are and when we get in those kind of situations sometimes we just want somebody to tell us what to do but but i can't tell you what to do neither can your coach because you know if, if you do whatever we suggest and it turns out badly and we told you to do that then we've caused you more harm than good. And we don't want to do that. It has to be what brings you peace within Stephanie. If you can get yeah. to the point where you say, if you can get to the point where you say, I'm not going to have peace until I tell him and I have decided I will have peace after I tell him, no matter how he reacts. If you can get to that point, then tell him, if you can't get to that point, then maybe you shouldn't tell him, but only you can decide that nobody can decide that for you, my friend.
5: Okay. And, um, a,
1: mm-hmm, and you please. think
5: he's in the valley
1: it's what it sounds like based on what you're describing but the thing I heard pretty loudly was your kids are in pain and your kids are asking you to do something about this
5: yeah
1: right okay. and they and they matter yeah. as you know Stephanie yeah. I wish I had no. a more definitive answer for you I really do
5: Okay. well thank All you right. I appreciate it
1: okay, okay. you take I'm care alright bye thanks uh, You know, when I'm in crisis situations, I really, I really want somebody to tell me to, you know, do this, do that. But that's not, that's not the best thing to happen because whoever tells you, whether it's your mom, your best friend, me, whomever it might be, unless it's God himself. Oh, and by the way, if you think it's God telling you, you better make sure it's really God. Nobody can tell you what to do because none of us have to live with the consequences of what you do. We can help you think it through. We can make suggestions, but it really becomes your decision as to what you do in life. And I know that's tough. I know it is, but that's the way it is. Okay, we're going to go to Mike in Pennsylvania. Hello, Mike. Are you there?
2: Yes, I am. How are you?
1: I'm doing well, Mike. How may I help you today?
2: Um, I've been with my wife for eight years, married six. Mm -hmm. We had some ups and downs. Like I'm guilty of the four horsemen a little bit, but other than that, my marriage is pretty good. The mm-hmm. last year was really good, and we had play We were making plans to move to Florida, making vacation mm-hmm. plans, and then out of the blue, she leaves me for my best friend,
1: moves mm-hmm. in
2: with him the same day she left me. Uh, <clears throat> had divorce papers in two weeks, and completely wow. moved all our stuff out in two weeks.
1: Well, my goodness. Um, now, now, Mike, you know that had to be going on for a while, right? Yes, I, do, I know that now.
2: But I didn't see any signs of it. I didn't know okay. what was happening. I didn't see any mm-hmm. signs. She was happy. She was, we did things together. And she's been my- living with him for two months. Mm-hmm. I communicated with her for the first four weeks while she was moving out and stuff, and she was extremely nice to me. Mm-hmm. I was extremely nice to her. I supported her. And then we got into a minor texting disagreement about a month ago when she told me not to contact her anymore. So I went mm-hmm. into smart contact, and I haven't had any contact with her in a month. My question is, would you suggest that I stay in – well, I think she's in state phase two. But okay. I know we don't know that for sure.
1: Right. Would you yeah. suggest
2: that I just stay in smart contact or try and interfere with her to get her to to the – Three days.
1: Okay. Marriage. So a couple of questions. A couple of questions. Then you don't have anything in common, like children or business or anything like that.
2: Not. We have nothing. The only leverage I have is she wanted a divorce very quick, and I didn't give it to her. So I, I I'm doing the ten week online course. The only leverage I have is telling her I'll give her a divorce if she wants it.
1: Are you willing to do that? Yes. Okay. Well, if you're willing to do that and you're willing to take that risk, because it sounds to me like, based on what you're saying, that that you don't really have any other avenue available to you other than just to write it out, which means no contact of any kind while she's involved with him, since she's not going to contact you, or to go ahead and try to do something like this where you call her and and say, okay, I'm I'm willing to offer you a deal. Um, It doesn't sound to me like you have any other option than those two. Is that correct? That's correct do you think I'd be better okay. off
2: waiting until maybe she gets into stage three so she'd be more logical about
1: this? you never know when that's going to happen, my friend, Mike. I mean, that could, that could come pretty quickly or it could take a while. Now, if we knew more about how long she was involved with your best friend before all of that came to light, we might have a little bit better picture. You know, when you look at the research about this limerence stuff, it's going to go typically somewhere between three months and 48 months. Now, I know you don't want to hear that, but – but you know it has a shelf life, and about half of them or at least half of them are done by the twenty four month period you didn't know anything about this until she told you that day, and she moved in with your best friend that same day, so apparently she was really, really good at hiding things unless something extraordinary happened. I mean, what I mean is the fact that somebody make a decision that big, that fast sounds almost impossible. But can it happen? Yeah. I mean, could she have gotten involved with your husband on, um, with, I'm sorry, with your best friend on Monday and told you on Tuesday she's moving out? Is that possible? Well, anything's possible, but it's certainly not likely. And so we had some idea. Now you said for the last year, things were really good. Is that what you said?
2: Yes, but also I met this guy, we we met this guy one year ago. And when we first Uh, met him, I noticed that she had a little bit too much spark in her eyes. And I had a talk with her about it. So this very well has been going on for eight, nine months.
1: I'm going to guess that that's probably pretty accurate. Okay. Because sometimes people who are in a limited relationship actually – give more of themselves to the marriage almost out of a guilt complex, if you will. It's like, she's mm-hmm. got this thing going on with him, but she's also making sure that things are going well with you because she's trying to either a cover it or B feels guilty about it, or, or it could be another number of reasons. And so I'm going to guess that you're probably right. If you're going to wait until she gets into phase three, that's always a possibility, but because she has no contact with you about anything, then you know, that, that becomes a little bit more difficult as you go along the line. Yet, if you contact her and say, look, I know you want the divorce and I will give it to you. If you do this, she's just going to say, go to hell, or she's going to say, I'll take you up on that deal, or she's going to hang up on you. I mean, there's all kinds of different responses that might come there. Right.
2: Yeah. And I think she's going to tell me to go to hell because a month ago, I tried to get her to go to counseling and she pretty much told me that.
1: Yeah. And so maybe rather than, than, uh, Trying your last chance right now. It's not really your last chance. I need to find better words than that. I was going to use a southern phrase here, but I see that you're in Pennsylvania and I don't know if it makes any sense to you. We call it shooting the wad, and that has to do with shooting a shotgun or the wad that comes out of it. It means I've just shot everything. Okay. I think since then, it's probably become a sexual term since then, and so I'm probably in trouble saying that. But, but, in other words, you don't do it all. If that's the last thing you have available to you, if that's the last leverage you have, then why use it unless you're ready to give up? You know what I'm saying? Okay. It's like, if this is my last thing to use, if I try it and it doesn't work, then I give up. Are you ready to do that? Or would you rather wait a while before you do that?
2: I, I would rather wait.
1: Then I think that gives you your answer, my friend.
2: Okay. I have one more question. Yes, sir. If she comes back and she's will and she tells me she wants to save the marriage, Yes, sir. Do I explain to her what she went through so she understands
1: herself why she did it? I wouldn't do it off, right off the bat. <laughs> if if mm-hmm. uh, What you want to do when people try to put marriage back together is go very slow to begin with. It's like dating all over again. Let's just date for a while. Let's not make anything too heavy. Let's just learn how to get along with each other again and those kinds of things. Now, if at some point she says, I really don't know why I did that, then you might suggest something like, you know – I was curious about that, too, and I did some research, and I found some stuff. Uh, Would you like to watch some videos with me, and then we'll talk about it? But you do it rather than saying, let me tell you what you did. You kind of wait for her to bring that up, and then you gently lead her into it, and then you know, let us do some of the teaching on our videos, and then you have those conversations with her as you go. Because otherwise, you might come across as too strong. You understand what I'm saying there, my friend? Yes, I do. You seem like a pretty good guy to me, my friend. I am so so sorry that this is happening to you. I really am. Mm-hmm. But before you shoot, the, <laughs> make 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 sure you're ready to. That if you shoot that last bullet, make sure you're actually ready to shoot the last bullet. You Understand? Okay. Thank you very much. Pardon. Okay, Mike. You take care, my friend. Okay, and and uh, we're going to move on to Washington now. We're going to talk to Don. Let's see if I can get this to connect. Okay. Let's see. Still. Hi, hi Don. How are you? I'm sorry, I didn't know we were connected yet. How are you today, my How are you today, my friend? I'm I'm
6: good. Thank you for taking my call. Um, my question is, um, my husband's having an, an emotional affair um, with a coworker, and um, I'm trying to. We've had a couple of good conversations and discussions, um, mm-hmm. and he's at the point of he's trying to. Um trying to still like trying to decide if he's gonna be if he wants a separation or divorce. Um, but I'm trying to figure out with all of our discussions and stuff like that, trying to come to the real reason why he wants or why mm-hmm. he's feeling like this. He's
2: mm-hmm.
6: um I've had every heard every excuse in the book, the things that like I know that are, you know, of him just trying to tell me of what it is. Like he's told me that he doesn't love me. He doesn't know if he ever loved me. Um, I have, um, I know that I've taken my part in this relationship as being negligent against him as far as um, I, as far as not being able to to communicate when we have um, not being able to communicate and, Showing my appreciation for him and my gratitude mm-hmm. towards him as my husband mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. as a provider for our family, um, but he just—I'm just trying to figure out what 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 are lies and what are not lies because um, he just—he's confused. He has like it's—he says it's beyond this emotional connection with this coworker that they yeah. haven't done any anything physical. Um, it's just he's he's just I feel like he's just hurting and he doesn't know how to just put that aside or not put it aside, mm-hmm. but how to deal with it so that it doesn't so that we can work on being better together mm-hmm. and on And
1: is he is he still with you or is he with her?
6: Yes, we still we still are living in our, in, our, in our house. We can't afford to leave the house I can't uh, I can't afford to be on my own uh, right. I, mean, I do work but not enough but I just never <laughs> I still, still here, but not enough to actually have my own apartment and the stuff and so we are staying together and he, we want to be amicable for our three kids that are young mm-hmm. um, and I just I want he, he, just, he just says I want to be happy and he doesn't know what okay. that happiness looks like except for
1: okay Don let 's talk about this just for a minute um, uh, let 's talk about this for a minute or two if we may okay when When we look at people leaving a relationship about, okay, why do they want out, we look for the push and the pull. Let me see if I can explain that. Mm-hmm. A push is something that's going on inside the marriage that a person wants to get away from. A pull is something outside the marriage that is alluring and pulling the person, and so a push. Every marriage has some pushes because no marriage is perfect. But we mean a push that's big enough that a person really does want to be out of a relationship. For example, if, if uh, someone is abusing their spouse physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever, then that would be a big push. Like, I want out of here because I feel like I'm in danger. If somebody is controlling or dominating, another person finally just adds it up to a year and says, okay, I want out of this because I can't, I don't want to feel like I'm a child. i me mean, treated like a child anymore. And so when we look for pushes, we look for not just are there the common things that go into in marriage because none is perfect, but is there something big enough there to really want to push a person out? Has he mentioned anything like that, a push big enough that would push him out, like you're controlling or you're dominating or anything like that?
6: No, because I'm, I'm the submissive one. I'm the one okay. that, because he comes from a, a, a their, his parents have been married forever. Um, my parents have been divorced since I was two. Um, mm-hmm. And I've mm-hmm. always been the one that tries to just appease everybody, to make everything okay. just go smoothly, but I don't rock the boat. Okay. Um, All
1: right. Then we would look at the pool. And in this situation, the pool is that other worker. And so uh, have you, been on our website enough or on our YouTube site enough to know enough about limerence to understand what limerence is.
6: I I understand that. Yeah, I understand the limerence. I just don't know what stage he's in because um, he's willing, he's willing to like work on it. But then he told me that he just doesn't want to hurt anymore and he doesn't, he doesn't,
1: Well, here's where the pain's coming from. In a situation like that, that's not full-fledged lemurs because he still sometimes says he wants to work on it. The hurt comes from this. It's like, here is something that, that I have discovered that is fulfilling something in me, and I like it when that happens. And so to think that I'm going to give that up hurts. Plus, if he has morals, morals of I'm a married man. I have three children. I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be with my wife, but now I'm violating that morals or those morals because I have an emotional connection to another person. Then there are also going to be pain from that inner pain of this is what I believe in value, but this is what I'm doing. That's in contradiction to my beliefs and values. There's actually a technical term for that. It's called cognitive dissonance. Dissonance means disharmony. Mm-hmm. Cognitive means it's happening in the head. And so the hurt, the hurt has to do with that limerence. Now, In this particular situation, when he tells you that this, that, or the other, the things such as, I'm not in love with you, I don't think I've ever been in love with you, that's so common with anybody in limerence that we just kind of ignore those. Like, they're all going to say that, so we just don't pay much attention to it. The other thing then would be this. Men tend, now I'm, I'm sounding a little sexist here, so forgive me, but men tend to think out loud what I mean that is when they start talking what they say to begin with is kind of where they're starting but it doesn't necessarily mean that's all that's in there and so sometimes if you listen to a man when he's discussing something that is emotional he'll start here but within 30 minutes or so he's way over here because men often think out loud they actually process while they're talking and as they're processing they're coming to different realizations and different conclusions and so When he's saying these things, you're saying, well, which is a lie, which is not a lie. Think about it this way. If he's in limerence, he believes all those things are true. Now, they may not all be true in actuality, but he believes all those things are true. And that's part of what happens in limerence. He believes them to be true. So rather than decipher which is a lie, which is the truth, think about it this way. For him, what he's telling me is the truth. It's the truth in his head, whether it's the truth in reality or not. Now, you are you still being the submissive, make everybody happy person in this situation, my friend? Um,
6: no, I I am <clears throat> standing for our marriage. I, I truly love this man, and I am trying to – I have been working on my pies and have um, – you know, I'm trying to um, – I'm making changes for myself
2: good, so that good. I could
6: be – um, so that I can be a better communicator, I have mm-hmm.
4: been.
6: Um, I used to just be able to shut down when someone's yelling at me and yelling at me, but I feel like I'm I'm being punished right. or mm-hmm. being you know I've been in the wrong. I sh- I will I will become very quiet. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
6: I have used that tool only to. Um, to be calm when I'm listening to him and listen with every like all my attention to him, um, mm-hmm. so that he sees that um, I have turned back to my faith and um, and been um, have gotten closer to God to um,
1: to good be able to deal with it you. because
6: it's the only way I know how to deal with this and um, and so I'm I'm. I am trying to show him that unconditional love. That,
1: Good. Um, That's very strong. That very strong. I, I'm I'm very I, impressed I, with him that you're doing all those things. Now, this uh, here's what I want to tell you. Unfortunately, I'm out of time. My producer is telling me I've got to go. But let me just suggest this. Whatever he's saying, just listen to. But understand... Based on what you're telling me, there's not a big push here. There's no big thing that you have to change. I'm glad that you're doing the pies. I'm glad that you're working on you because that's always the best thing to do. Be the best that you can be. But really what's happening here, he's being pulled out by another person. Now, you Mm -hmm. keep becoming the best you that you can be, but there's no big strong thing here that you've got to fix. Based on what I'm hearing from you, there's not a big push Mm -hmm. pushing him out. There's a big pull pulling him out. And so as he's talking, the more he talks, the better it's going to be. Listen, understand, remember that whatever he says for him is the truth, whether it's the truth in reality or not. And so just keep listening, be that safe place. I've actually seen it work this way, Don, and I hope it works for you. And that's this, that you can become his best friend because he can talk to you about anything and you understand, you listen, you, you get it. And if that happens, if you can do that, then it actually begins to mess up this other relationship. Now, in the short term, that will cause him more pain. In the short term, that will cause him (laughs) more pain. But in the long term, in the long term, that's what actually can bring you back together. I am so sorry, Don, that I'm out of time. Does does this make any sense to you at all, my friend?
6: It does. It does. And I've wanted to, to take your online courses, but right now I just financially can't. I can't do it but i've been trying to read every article that you guys have had and trying to
1: get okay my gift i'm giving you the online course you call back our our toll-free number in a minute you talk to the front office you say i'm the don from washington dr beam just said he'd give me the online course and you can have it today my gift to you okay
6: awesome oh my god thank you so much you're very
1: welcome all right thank you Okay, you're very welcome. I'm sorry we're out of time there. Please check us out on YouTube. It's youtube.com slash marriage helper, all one word. We've got a lot of videos out there. And check out our website at marriage helper. That's marriagehelper.com. Uh, this is Dr. I, I should be saying bye. This is Dr. Joe Beam saying I'll see you next Monday. Take care. <laughs>